0: And welcome to the thirty-sixth installment of Keen Minds, where we're covering the second part of the characters for uh, for Kate for Mr. Kaplan and Mr. Kaplan. The conclusion. I am Jen, A.K.A. Takata Cycle.
1: And I am Tessa.
0: And we are jumping back in. We had to cut it short last week because.
1: Well, There's, not short exactly. Well,
0: by short I mean, <laughs> by short I mean we had to cut it in half because it got too long. Yeah. Well, it was an episode with
1: so much in it, it's not a surprise. I mean, we just had so much to talk about and this is and we left, you know, we had, you know, Russia was certainly pretty juicy there in the first um in the first part of the of 421 and 422. But I mean, we left Everybody Kate. Was. Yeah. Oh, it was it was really, and you know, this is a John and John episode, so you can tell that is a you know, he's a John and John. Now I'm surprised we didn't get any down nuff episodes this 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 season.
0: He's been quiet. I I don't know what's been going on with him. I think he got off social media, didn't he?
1: Yes, he did. So... Uh, he was a follower of mine, so I'm a little.
0: Little sad. <laughs> Calmed down.
1: Yeah, Aww. I like hearing from
0: I, him. He reminds me of a buddy of mine that I knew in college. They're probably about the same age. And so, like, he kind of looks like him. He's got the same sort of gruff personality with that really sarcastic humor. It just, he just kind of reminds me of him. And so, I've got kind of a special place in my heart for Nah <laughs> <laughs> because of yeah. that. I'm sad
1: that we didn't get to to see one of his episodes because they're usually pretty uh pretty intense, um, but I think that he was also involved somehow as a producer in Redemption, so that may have taken. You know, I think that he was producing both. And that was a, you know, pretty, it must have been pretty intense. I'm amazed that John and John actually got the time to do the...
0: I don't think those men slept this season. Like, I'm wondering if their family saw them. Um, everyone was talking about, you're so quiet on social media. It's like, they're not sleeping, guys. Give them a break. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. This was this was intense.
0: Um, where do you want to start? Let's just jump in. I, I feel like it's all going to sort of intermingle, but let's start with Kate. And something I noticed um, that that I thought about, I definitely want to go over. We have a new top blacklist.er Tom Keane has been the top blacklist.er since season two, the highest ranking blacklist.er um, closest to number one. He was number seven, and that was back in season two. Mister Kaplan was number four.
1: So we are we're uh, definitely scaling that. Um... I find it very interesting because I know that somebody has said that the feel that is just like, who's more, more, more close. I have a still a feeling that the numbers of the blacklist are telling a story and it's interesting that Mr. Kaplan is number four.
0: It's, it's very fascinating to me because there are some people that, well, I think that the writers and everybody knew that they were coming that red didn't know were coming like Alexander Kirk. we You know, in uh, earlier in Mm -hmm. season four, when we ran across Kirk, Cooper made the comment to Reddy, said, well, when you put him on your blacklist, you had to have known this was a possibility. And Red said he was never supposed to be on the blacklist. And so we know, and obviously Kate was never supposed to be on it. And so I think it's interesting that there are people showing up on it the Red's just sort of rolling with it. And and I think also I, we've never seen anything that says that the numbers that they're giving us for the titles of the episodes are actually Red's numbers for the people.
1: Mm, true. I mean, I think that I, I found a sort of code. I'm not near cracking it. I would need a couple more. But definitely um, it was interesting to see Kay go to number four. Yeah, I mean, I- that is... That is, I mean, you got only one, two, and three. Mm Mm-hmm. I I think that everybody kind of knows that number one is Raymond Reddington.
0: There's a good possibility, yeah. I I definitely could see that. Uh, Red could be, um, maybe it's Red, Liz, and Katarina. Maybe. You never know.
1: I wonder if Jennifer Reddington is going to show up in there.
0: You know? I'm, I'm curious about her, because I know that, I believe John said that she's coming back around. I, I'm very fascinated with Jennifer. I, I'm fond of the name. I mean, don't know why, but.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, you can take it as, a, as a your personal tribute.
0: Yes, yes, because they certainly know who I am. All the sarcasm there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think they have a clue who I am. <laughs> it's all right. I'm okay with that. Um, but, um. No, the the numbers are interesting. I've never really been able, I've never seen the pattern there. I'm a fan of patterns, but I I haven't figured out the pattern. And I will be fascinated to know what it is.
1: This is what I found so far. The numbers do tell a story. And it's a story that Red is telling Liz about her family. That's what I found. And it generally goes as it's, and that is the reason what I found that they have the numbers sometimes are bizarre. For example, sometimes you get, a, you get a name blacklister that plays a very minor role when the entire action is about somebody else. So why have this person as the, as the number? And I found that because it is telling a story who the blacklister is. And it's generally in Red's words.
0: Yeah, I could see that.
1: And so, you know, you, why is the, the blacklister the freelancer? It's not uh, Floriana Campo. Um, you have others, um, the, the forecaster, or there's, there's a few that have happened like that. They're not the real blacklister. We've had blacklisters that have very funny names, like the, the, the oh, which is the guy, I always forget his name. It's not the cadaver, but he looked like the undertaker, oh. you know, the undertaker, um, he wasn't the name blacklist, but his name was, you know, Milton Bobbitt. So why do that? So in in general, I think that there is a pattern and I think that no, Milton Bobbitt was just Milton Bobbitt. Yeah. Milton Bobbitt, but he was called the undertaker. Mm. His name,
0: okay. his, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. his name Sorry, is, I'm thinking,
0: was, the, I'm thinking the caretaker in season three.
1: Yeah. The caretaker. Um, and yet, you know, he wasn't really that blacklister.
0: No.
1: I mean, there was a lot of action happening that didn't have to do with him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's, it's all very interesting. Now, what do you think
0: about um, Kate's plan? I mean, she was. She had so many layers to it. That's what fascinates me. I, I love that in early season four, they started this episode or the, this season. With Red telling her that she was out of her league and that she needed to know her place. She was the cleaner. She was not the planner. And, and he went into great, sarcastic, harsh, biting detail to remind her of her place. That she was not a planner. She was not the strategist. And yet she was able to take apart his empire. She proved him so wrong. In that, and uh, this guy's been kicking himself for it the whole way through, <laughs> uh, for various various reasons. But I mm-hmm. I loved the different layers to it. Um, I I think that she, much like she told Liz, she was getting tired by these episodes. It was just like she had done all of this, and she made the comment when Gail came back. He goes, "You didn't run," and she said, "Just standing here is making my head." Head flare, yeah. head flare, yeah.
1: And, you know, flare.
0: and so, like she is, she's in pain. She's tired. She's sick. She just is done, but she can't be done until it's over. And so, yeah, let me tell you. Let me ask you something. What do you think about that? Her, the object
1: of her plan was, because you say that she's done. But what is exactly that she wanted
0: to do? I think she wanted Liz to find the truth. Uh, now, what that truth is, I don't know yet. Um, I mean, because she, she made the comment to Red at one point. She said, you know, I was so... so Focused
1: upon- on you that I lost track that all I had to do was to give her the truth. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so, like, I think she wants to drive a wedge between them. I think she wants to try to keep Liz as safe as possible, but in the end, keep Agnes safe. Because she, she told Liz at one point, she said, I've already failed you. It's mm-hmm. Agnes that I'm thinking of now. And so I think her thought process is that she can take the mother away from Red. That'll take the child away from Red. And they will be safe to move forward. And so that's where her mind is in it. And... Now- She's She's got several different ways of doing that. Now, taking apart the task force, Red had a very good point. He said, you've hurt one of the few people you love trying to get this done. Because she, kill, she killed Baz. <laughs> uh, John came out and said that Baz is dead, which mm-hmm. I still have not fully accepted yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm very torn up over this. Um, that Baz is dead. That... She went after wrestler, trying to rip apart the task force. She gave herself up to Gail and asked Gail to arrest her because you know the uh, the paperwork is gone, but she got me and I can I can take him under. I mean, she was willing to go to any length. and yeah. she, it didn't matter who she hurt going after it
1: including Liz because she was sending Liz to prison there was what 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 surprises me a lot of the of the times and in the in the chatter that I hear and and read here and there is that uh, she was trying to save Liz no she wasn't she tried to save Liz up until the point where she so she gets in her apartment and asks her to to leave red uh, Red. And, and in that moment it didn't matter that then she says this is about Agnes so Kate, was not I don't know why Liz hasn't realized you were willing to send me to prison in order to separate me from my daughter. You know there is, and then you start understanding the reasons what for Katerina to say you're not to love her, because this is what love does. You know this is this is the, love. One is not one is not put together with with the entire truth becomes a very dangerous weapon. I mean she's I she's proceeding really, if you really look at it, there's no way Kate knows that that red is her father,
0: yeah, probably not for sure. Um I mean, it's possible she does, but i i I have trouble with it. Maybe it's just that Kate was so conflicted that's that's a good possibility. but when when they were sitting out there on the you know, by the beach, and they were talking about. About when, when Kate took her hand. hmm I didn't get the impression she was going after Liz. She was still trying to save her. Regardless of what she said, she was still trying to save her. I How don't could know he if save her if she was in prison? And and that's what I was about to say. I don't know if she had an alternative plan for Liz. I, I don't know what... She, I mean, she had contingencies. And so I don't know how that fits in. I'm still kind of working my way through that. Mm. And it could Ah. be that she was... I mean, because I've I've made the comment to multiple people about multiple things in this show. I said, emotions are not always... In in fact, they very rarely are... They they very rarely make sense. You know, you've got all of these emotions going off in Kate, and she's... She's thinking of Katerina, she's thinking of Red, she's thinking of Liz, of Agnes, of everything that she's lost. and, And these things are rushing back to her, and it's just a hugely emotional situation. And while, yes, on one hand, she is surgically dismantling Red's empire and is making herself a very formidable ally, or very formidable enemy, excuse me. I think on the other end, she was teetering on a very dangerous ledge with the emotional side of it. And part of her, I think, was willing to put Liz away to to try to save Agnes. Quote, unquote, save Agnes. Um, But I think the other part of her, every time she saw her, just wanted to save Liz. Because she made the comment at the cabin. She said, you chose me when you when you shouted for me and then she asked again in the in the vehicle when when Baz and the rest of them stopped Mm -hmm. the vehicle she said if you get out you're choosing him not the truth and like I just I get the impression that she is very I don't want to call her unhinged emotionally but just rocking violently back and forth between what she wants what she wants and what she thinks she needs to do to fulfill her promise to Katarina.
1: Hmm. So you have a, a much... Um, uh, kind view of Kate than I do.
0: I, I probably do. I I was so upset with her so much. But I do that with Red, too. Where I get so angry at him. Because s- things that could have been avoided... <laughs> if you just hadn't done such and such. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, like this whole time. It's like, Kate... Tell her the truth. <laughs>
1: you know, well, is that's, so- that's that's that is entirely my point. I mean, my 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 dark view of of Kate, of which I am actually a very among the very few that has this. I probably have the darkest view of of Kate, of Kate that I have seen in the entire fandom across many platforms. I think that that Kate, um, when she started down this this path. And she chose red. I think that she was always keeping her options open. She was always keeping those interesting bodies in safe places and keep them in a way that they were not even bones. She was keeping them in plastic, in places that they were not, you know, making sure that she could get to them when necessary. At least
0: least she didn't keep them in formaldehyde baths.
1: Yeah, well, that's complicated. Mm. She probably didn't have the, yeah...
0: Well, you know, how would you have liked to have been that actress? You know, here, just duck down in here.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was fun. <laughs> and she came out; she did good. Yeah, she did. She did Really good. Um, and um, Adrian Lennox—is that her name? No, Adrian. No, um, it's not not Lennox. I was to say it. okay. Okay. As, um, I think it's Harry Lennox, and I think she's uh, Adrian Lennox. I think that is her name. Um, yeah, I think so. Um, not sure, though. And, but I do I, miss I, Revan.
0: I miss Revan terrible. I was glad to see – I mean, even though she was playing a dead woman, I was glad to see the actress back. Is that weird?
1: <laughs> well, hey, in, in this, this episode, and, and now that we're getting into Kate and, and Red and Dom and Liz, I mean, I, I'm going to have a lot of, of things to say about them. Because this is the, epi- I've been waiting for, for little things here and there. And this is the episode, and I posted that, the probably rumbling sounds heard in the Eastern Seaboard was me doing a victory dance like every five minutes. And I was like, yes, I called it. Yes, I called it. So, I'm, you know, I'm, I was super excited. I have rewatched it probably three or four more times. I've also rewatched Cape May, uh, the Artax Network, uh, in all the episodes with, with Carla. And uh, in a few with, with Kate early days. I am convinced that Kate was... She wasn't a lie of Red, but always keeping an insurance.
0: And, and that I can agree with. I can understand insurance because he's a dangerous man. And, and, and it, I, it, I do believe her, though, when she says she loved him. Oh yes, and, and because I
1: think that when people think that oh they love you know she loves them then that means that she trusted them. That's those two things don't go together. You can love somebody and not trust them at all.
0: I mean, to be honest, Tom loved Liz in season one. He didn't trust her, and that was his fault. You know that that was the fault in their marriage was he didn't trust her enough to be honest with her. It didn't mean I he love didn't. I many love people
1: her. that I don't trust to to an inch of anything. <laughs>
0: again i love them i just know
1: that i can't trust them it's yeah. you know it's to me it's a very simple thing and but when i examine what kate really did she went when she saw Mato, she basically did whatever she needed to do to get Mato killed then she she basically had nikos tortured um she I find very interesting that, you know, every man that, every person that was responsible for her losing her beloved got dead or torture or damaged or destroyed. So whenever you are tempted to look at her like, oh, well, she was a mass of emotions. Well, that mass of emotions managed to get the man who who sent mato to uh, to get the bond guy uh, and then that resulted in Annie being killed Mato got who was a guy who break who broke the jaw of the of the brother got killed everybody is getting killed
0: I do wonder if she ever went back after that guy that that killed Annie I mean mm-hmm. I I just kind of assume he's buried somewhere six feet under in a wall somewhere you know? <laughs> He didn't survive that. <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't think so. But also, I found one interesting thing as I was rewatching Wrecking, which is another one of those that I rewatch a few times. Um, and I, I found that there is interesting that she was going to get more bodies. She just cut that trip short, mm-hmm. but they were not going to be 86. They, they were going to no be more. more. Yeah. They were going to be more, and and she just couldn't get to it. Um, I think when they got Philomena before they were supposed to, I think that she was supposed to go after somebody else. Mm. She also mm. did go after Dembe in a particularly vicious way because having Red believe that he was Dembe and yeah. intending probably to have Dembe uh, killed by Red, that was nasty.
0: I think that was a test of sort. I mean, it, a test and or a vicious A vicious, you know, um, going after Red in a very vicious way, in which she set it up to look like someone else close to him had betrayed him when he hadn't. And then she assumed Red would kill Dembe Mm -hmm. like he tried to kill her. And then, oh, look, it wasn't Dembe. And then Red's just heartbroken over it because. It would be
1: even worse.
0: Yeah. Like, that seems like pretty epic revenge I mean yeah. it's right up right up the alley like I, I think that's what she was trying to do there oh no yeah. I don't think I don't think Kate was a saint I'm not saying that she was she did no no horrible, I, I don't unforgivable mean you... things
1: yeah and also because to me it's very clear that when the the moment she's contacting Gail her intentions is to put away the entire task force at the moment when she's negotiating uh, immunity. She could have said I want immunity for me and Agent King. She doesn't say that. So to me what she's trying to do and it's it's very interesting she says, you know, I was so focused on destroying you that I lost track that all that I needed to do was to tell her the truth. Yeah. And and I, and we go back to that suitcase. If that suitcase had been something horrible that Red did and is going to drive a wedge between them, she would have gone for that first.
0: Come on. That's like – that's an easy-peasy thing. Well, it's – okay. Let, let's talk about the suitcase because yeah, I, I've been – <laughs> Okay, I, I've been having some trouble with that because I, I don't think it's Katerina. I don't. No, it doesn't um, make any sense. And so – well, and I think that that's what they want us to think, and that's usually <laughs> not the right answer. Um, and so – I, I don't think it's Katarina. Going from that, my question was, okay, I have to figure out, and I think I actually mentioned this in last week's podcast, I said I have to figure this out because I've got a story I'm about to work on and that's <laughs> that's huge in it. Like, you can't just leave that out, you know? So what happened about the suitcase? What suitcase, you know? <laughs> There's no suitcase. <laughs> We're pushing this under the rug. Um, no. And so it's something that, for me, whether I, I have to find a theory that I'm comfortable with because I'm, I'm not the type of writer just to go, Katerina's the easy answer, go that way, because I don't think it's or ergo I can't go that way and write it well. And so I've been trying to wrap my mind around this, because you have Kate going in, and Kate go, Kate apologizes to Katerina.
1: And So, so that, that means that Kateri- either Kateri- is either is Katarina or it's something that Katarina
0: didn't want. Yeah, and so, apologize to Katerina. And then when Red goes, damn it, the suitcase is gone. And Dembe says something, uh, and you may have the quote, because you, you're better at red quotes than I am. Um, he says, I don't think
1: Liz is, uh, is going to ever be ready to... Um, forgive you to for le- what
0: you did for, to Katarina. No,
1: learn, to, ready to learn what you did to Katarina, I think is the, the quote.
0: And so that makes it sound like it's Katarina. And it, it was phrased that way, it was worded that way. It was supposed to make the average viewer think, this is Katarina. And so that's, that's fine. That's what they do. And it's, it's a spy show. That's what they do. Um, but I don't think it was. And so I've been trying to wrap my mind around it. And Blacklister214 over on Tumblr, and I, she, she made a post the other day, and I went, I love you. <laughs> I was like, thank you. You just helped me so much. We started talking about that maybe it's, it's not so much who it is that's in that box as what it would lead Liz to. Because you're not just going to deliver a box, uh, a suitcase with a corpse in it to Elizabeth Key and she's going to go, okay, and walk off. She's going to investigate it. She's going to get to the bottom of it. She's going to find out what's going on. And so what if this individual is more something that that Red di- Red and Katarina did together or that maybe Red Red and Katarina were supposed to do together and then Red betrayed Katarina or Red thinks he betrayed Katarina and you know like something happened to Katarina and he feels like he betrayed her something along those lines something happened and that body is going to lead to that story
1: I disagree I don't think it would work um it's based on nothing that I can say oh that's totally wrong it just I wish I could put my finger in it and probably need to make like three or four more posts to be able to, to be rational about this but my, my, my sense is Kate is among many things she is rational and she is mm-hmm. a ter- terif- terrifically efficient woman so if this is something that is going to drive a wedge between Liz and Red by any means, by the body itself, by what the body would lead to, but whatever truth it is. And this is very simple to do. And is going to accomplish getting rid of Liz away from red without hurting Liz at all. One to go for that first. If you made a promise to somebody to to protect that child and you made a promise not to touch that or you knew that the person wouldn't want that suitcase. But that gives up that, that child. That takes priority. And yet she doesn't do that. She goes after that after she has that immunity agreement. And after Liz has proven that she's not going to renounce the task force or Red. Well,
0: so Liz it can al- be. Liz is also proven and I mean, Red killed the man that raised her. He put a pillow over his face and smothered him to death. Mm-hmm. Liz is aware that Red murdered Sam, and yet she was able to forgive him for that. She's been able to forgive him for monstrous, monstrous things. Mm-hmm. And so, knowing that, my question is, what could possibly be in that suitcase? What What could possibly be... Who Who is that, or what does that lead to that kaplan is so certain that it will undo red by liz finding out that she's willing to bring it about by her death
1: i think that that is the thing what you just said you're looking at it as if kate is still trying to drive a wedge and look at what she says um i was so focused on getting her away from you that i didn't see that all i needed to do was to tell her the truth and she's trying to save Agnes by sending Liz to prison and dismantling Red and and sending him to prison or dead. So all is about saving, uh, all is about saving Agnes. And telling and delivering this suitcase to Liz will eventually turn into saving Agnes, even if Liz is in prison. So what? What do you think? It, I think it's, either, it's one of two things, and I haven't yet done all the, the logical groundwork to distinguish between them, but it's one of two things in my view. It is one thing that is something that Liz did that it would be so horrifying for her that she would step away from Agnes. And it come, I I'll go back to one very strange phrase that Red says in 101. She says, having a baby won't fix what happened in the past. That is a very strange thing to say to a woman. It's, you know, just just adopting this baby is not going to change anything. So I wonder if Liz killed someone, killed a child, killed a sister. Um, and that is what is going to drive her to such a state that she's going to say, I am... Not a good person to take care of a child, and I'm going to get away from Agnes. Or B, because Kate doesn't think that Red is her father, she has never even pointed out. Uh, she, in fact, talks about you shouldn't go back in, in, in her life. You, you know, basically, she's making decisions as if she's more qualified than Red, which means that she doesn't know that Red is her father, knows that she has an interest and loves her but not that he's her father, that this is the famous third man and is the man Liz killed. And she thinks that by delivering this bones, she's going to do a DNA analysis and says, this is my father, so it's an imposter and I'm just going to step away from everything.
0: So you see the infamous third man, but isn't that just straight up a theory on Tumblr or possibly a lot of places? I mean,
1: it's a, a theory in a lot of places. Yeah. And I have actually, belie- I didn't start believing in it, but the more I analyzed it, the more I think that there is one. I'm saying
0: nobody has said on the show there is a third man.
1: No, they refer to the American, the blonde, and Raymond, all in the same sentence. So the construct, I always find that the blacklists have a little trick, weird constructions. So, for example, there is there is a, a There's one in which she's talking in the diary, for example, and she's saying, um, look at me in love with a man that I was sent to seduce, an American. Um, uh, Raymond wants me to take Masha and run with him. And the temptation is to say Raymond is the American who she fell in love with in that, because that is what she tells Rostov. But that is a very strange construction. The construction would be, look at me in love with Raymond, uh, the man that I was sent to seduce and betray an American, and he wants me to run with him, take Match and runs with him. But how could I do that to Match? She's my life. So the construction is bizarre. And whenever you find bizarre constructions, that's red speak. Maybe. And so to me, that is a there's there are little things. She, for example, Kate is so convinced that she's been getting answers that she doesn't see that. She's not getting really any answers. Are you in love with him? Is it serious? She answers something else. Is he American? He says he's an assignment. It's like Liz asking, uh, my name is Masha and said you were born in Moscow. That's not an answer. You can be named Masha and be born anywhere. So to me, those are the little things that says that diary is not, is not true. What, Kate what Katerina was telling Kate is not true necessarily all of it and I think that Red was the one taking the blame for the affair which I think they were having an affair but I don't think he's the man who takes Liz in fact the man who who takes Liz and has the fulcrum knows where the fulcrum is Red has no idea I think Red really went looking for for Liz with Katerina just as as Liz remembers you were there with a the woman looking for the fulcrum, looking for her too. So if, if you put it that way, then Kate thinks that this man is the father. And Red is just this crazy man who loves Liz. And now the, the love got a little too crazy. Because if she thought there was a father, it would be very hard to behave as if she had.
0: I think Katerina behaves as Katerina does. A bit like Liz. Liz, you're going to do what you want to do. You always have.
1: Oh no no, Kate, Kate, no, oh, Kater- oh yeah, Kat- Kate and K- Katharina and Liz are very much alike.
0: Yeah, it's like I I can see Katarina just doing whatever. Yeah, yeah, doing what she wants to do.
1: <laughs> and and I bet that she's very fluent in rat speak, and she's able to wrap her fingers around anybody and read anybody like books, and and just make them do whatever she wants them to do. Yep. Uh, yeah. The other thing I found in- intriguing about about the suitcase is. They're missing parts. There's no hands. Huh.
0: Interesting. Kind of like the uh, missing thumbs from early yeah. season three. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I don't know, huh. weird. I hadn't thought about that. That is interesting. But uh... Huh. Um, so... Uh, I... Because it's me, and I love Tom. Um, I'm going to take my moment to, to talk about yeah. Tom. Because I, I had, in my mind, I assumed that, because we saw Ryan's name pop up uh, on both the episodes for the finale, and so I sat there, the whole first finale, going, is he coming? Is he?" I thought he was going to pop up at the end of the first episode, and maybe be there the second episode. Then he was mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, they'll probably have the birthday party at the end, and then there'll be some big reveal that'll lead into season five alright, you know, it's gonna be Daddy Tom, it's gonna be cute, blah 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 blah. And we get going, Mm -hmm. we get going, we get going, and all of a sudden this person is going and opening up this locker and I went, I know those hands. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of hands, you know, I'm going, I know those hands and he's opening this up and I'm like, Kate, you're brilliant! (laughs) You're dead, but you're brilliant! And Tom was the perfect person to choose for it because you have a man who is going to know no matter what if kate is alive or dead because guess what even if nobody else is supposed to know his wife is gonna call him and go kate threw herself over the side of the bridge can you believe that (laughs) happened you know And, and they're going to have that conversation it may not be that day it might be several days later but they're going to have that conversation Because Mm -hmm. this is is her husband. This is, you know, her sounding board quite a bit at the time. He's going to know, even if someone else working for Kate couldn't get to him and let him know early, he would eventually know Kate had died. Mm -hmm. And so that is the perfect person. And above all, he is loyal to Liz and not afraid to cross red. And he's proven that time and time again, that he's loyal to Liz above anybody else. And then he's not, when when push comes to shove, if he feels like being loyal to Liz is still, is Crossing Red, he's willing to be loyal to Liz and not be afraid.
1: Mm-hmm. He's done it before.
0: Yeah. He's done it multiple times. Yeah. Um... And so Tom Keene was the best option. And like when it aired, when it ended like that, it was like the haters are going to go mad. The antis are going to flip out and holy crap. I I actually made a post that night and was like, I'm getting ahead of the curve here because people are gonna go haywire and this is fine. He's gonna go and give the the case to Liz. This is not a big deal. I-
1: See, I, I disagree there. I don't think that he's going to just go ahead and give that case to Liz.
0: I think if there's, if there's a pause there, it's going to be to get it to a safe location to have someone out of Halcyon start doing the identification. That's going to be the only pause. Because, uh, I mean, he's not going to walk into their apartment with their child. Here, honey, I have a present for you. <laughs> Happy birthday, better Agnes. Better get used to it. I know, right? Happy birthday, Agnes. <laughs> have your hey, feet good. Look dead what I got you. Yeah,
1: that perfect present for a kid. Hey, it, um, it,
0: she's a keen. Might as well start early.
1: <laughs> um, I, I do, I do think that that Tom's. I do not doubt for a second that Tom Alliance allegiance is fundamentally to to Liz. But I think that he is also likely to—he's been burned by this. This um, parental figures using them right and you know, they they have they have done they have used them over and over again to do what they need to be done, and I think that he may, you know, do a little investigating of his own before he.
0: Well, I mean, I, do I don't that? doubt that. I mean, like, I, I can see him starting. I have no idea how long it would take. I've actually got a question out. There, there's a group of that they call themselves script such and such over on Tumblr that, that take writing questions for various things. I've got a question out right now to a forensic group on how mm-hmm. long it would take to identify 25 to 30-year-old bones that were well kept.
1: <laughs> but we don't no know that those are 25 to 35.
0: Well, I, I, I'm just making the assumption. It's as close as I can get to it. Um, unless John Bokencamp would like to answer my question, you know what I mean? <laughs> I
1: doubt it.
0: Um, yeah, same here. Um, mm-hmm. and if he did, it would be such a roundabout answer, I wouldn't know what he meant anyway. Um, but, regardless, I have no idea how long it would take to identify bones like that. Or, I, I guess dental records would be how they win. but what if oh, they didn't- Oh, I, that's another part missing. Were there no teeth? No. Nope. Of not that I can see. Te- oh, of course there were. I knew there was a skull, so I just assumed there were teeth. Um, I'll have it's to go back and like look. Like
1: here, you, it mm. stops here, so I think that teeth were removed.
0: Oh, of course she did. Damn it, Kate. Um, <laughs> or Red or whoever did it. Um,
1: yeah. it, it's a it's a very interesting it's a very interesting bag of bones because <laughs> of the uh, the he, first they were not buried in the suitcase. They were buried somewhere else. They well, they were those did, are not preserved. She didn't no, have the no, no.
0: suitcase with her.
1: No 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 no, the original bones. The the dead body was not buried in that suitcase and decomposed in that suitcase. That suitcase is intact. That suitcase was did not have any organic material decomposing inside. Those bones were in dirt or in something. I suspect dirt because there's no there is no animal two marks and those were caught with a, you know, cut, proper cutting instrument, like a chainsaw or whatever saw they use in medicine. But Mr. Kaplan seems to like the chainsaws. And they were, and, and they have very little um, soft tissue attached to them. So those were not preserved like her bodies were basically, what she did is mummify them by taking the, the the blood and then uh, putting them in bags and mummify them and created like perfect specimens. These bones were endured and were dug out and put in that suitcase after they were just bones. No more anything to decompose. And you see like the, the surrounding of the suitcase is clean. It's, you know, didn't.
0: Yeah, but Red knew it was a suitcase because he said that exactly. they had to find the suitcase. So he the knows suitcase. it was, yeah, he knew it was a suitcase. So and he was
1: on, he wasn't there one day buried it and he knows it's a suitcase. And he obviously, whoever it is, is nobody that he cares for. He calls it the damn suitcase. It's not even like this person how could you do this? How could you dig this person? I also think that the comment Dembe does at the end, doesn't, it's such a misdirection because Red is one track mine. Red is on the suitcase. And Dembe is talking about what you did to Katerina, and we're meant to put it together like they're, they belong in a conversation. But Dembe has done that before. Like, you know, I don't think she's going to do well with this. Okay, you told, she told me about the, the, the parental thing. You're her father, but she's not going to do well. And then I think that the clue to that is that Dembe, before that, Liz is telling Red, I couldn't walk away. I don't want to walk away from you. Even if I hate you, even if I occasionally hate you and, and distrust you and and don't don't like you or sometimes I love you and because we're a family and, and how could you do this to me when I've been looking for answers my entire life? you take away one answer you have easily, I am your father. So what is that Red did to Katerina that Liz will never forgive? And she has said this over and over in season three, and in season two, I want those answers, and I want that, so that what Red did to Katerina is prevent her from being in Liz's life. And I think there was was some sort of like, great, if she's alive is, you go away. And you never talk to her ever again. I will keep her safe, but you're gonna get away, and that will be unforgivable for Liz. I think I'm not a character analyst, but logically tells me that that might be along the lines.
0: Yeah, uh, and that that might be it. That might be why she faked her death. You know, because I mean, Dom Dom blamed Red for the fact that that Katerina quote unquote died. Uh, Choices,
1: the choices you made.
0: And so I mean, yeah, it could be someone that maybe Katarina killed that Red was like, This crossed a line, you've you you gotta go. That's interesting. I like that. That's another possibility. Yeah.
1: Because I think it has forced
0: her out and then that would that would line up once again with yes he knows, no he doesn't know because Red switched back and forth with I knew exactly your mother is dead. I used to think I knew what happened to Katerina, but now I'm not so sure. It just—it depends on his mood. If he thinks Kat's dead or not. <laughs> she,
1: he always says, "Well, there is only one time that Red has said your mother is dead. All the times he uses this phrase, Katerina Rostova committed suicide. Katerina Rostova, and it's always
0: a full name.
1: So it's always he used to, to, to do me that when I... with
0: Tom a lot. Back when, yeah. back before he before Tom became family. Before he, he looked at Tom like family, it was Tom Keen, Tom Keen, Tom Keen. Now it's Tom.
1: <laughs> exactly. Because once you put the, the, when it's just the name, it's the person. But Tom Keen, he knew Tom Keen wasn't a real person. It was a main name. So when you use that, you can say, hey, Tom Keen was, is a, was a, a teacher. And I'm not lying. He was a teacher. I knew him as a teacher. Yeah. I'm not lying still. I knew him as a teacher. Doesn't mean that I don't know him as something else. Um, You know, um, Kenneth uh, Rathers is a guy who befriended Zoe and you know, showed her to her father to see that she wasn't dead. This is all true. It's not all the true, but it's true. And I think that that whenever, you know, the only time that he said your mother is dead is in the church because he was terrified that she was going to go out to meet her mother. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and like I said, I, I think emotions have a lot to do with Red's reaction to if Katerina's alive or dead. I, I think, think
1: he's. What do you
0: think? I, I don't know. I go back on it. To be totally honest, I go back and forth depending <laughs> on if I think he knows she's alive or not. And, and I told someone that the other day. I don't remember where it was. I said, I you know, give me any which day and I will be certain that he knows. And then something else happens and I'm like, i don't think he knows <laughs> i i don't know it it goes back and forth for me
1: mm. yeah that that suitcase definitely i mean i i could
0: not I, have expected. i do like that tessa thank you for helping to add to this because i'm telling you this this is all helping work into my theories and something i'm more comfortable with using for my new stories so between you and blacklister i think i'm getting there that i've got something i'm comfortable with so Kudos to you guys. You've helped me write my story. <laughs> Thank you. You guys yeah, are awesome. I just
1: I just think it has to make sense, and I don't think oh, that yeah. that is anything that Red cannot possibly be painted in a worse picture. Yeah. she had told but
0: keeping the keeping her mother from her because I don't think that he killed her. Ergo, keeping her from her is just as terrible. Because Liz, remember back to season—that's unforgivable. Season... You say, told back me that to my mother three. was dead, and, and you know she's, been she's not looking for me. That's Some things are unforgivable. Yes. Yeah. And and that's what I keep going back to. So I really like that. Yes. Yay. I'm giving you a Skype high five. <laughs> I yeah, like it.
1: <laughs> I, I think it's a, it's a, it, it, it was, it was in a way, this episode was one of the most perfect that I have seen in the series. They were, and, and people always say, and i've and I've, I've had that in reddit i'm very active in reddit as well and um and sometimes more because people discuss more theories so
0: and so you can go i have no it. clue what like i don't understand reddit at all oh
1: I've... it's it's very it's very theory like and people do discuss more theories than anything else so for for crazy stuff it's like it doesn't you know it's great um and but what was i saying about this where was I going with that, with
0: Reddit? Um, talking about it on Reddit, that we were talking about. Oh, gosh. Hang on. <laughs> oh, Katarina. Knowing Katarina
1: is dead or not, um, to me, he. <laughs> I have my theory that Carla is Katarina, and Carla was just one of the names. And to me, of course, it's like, of course he knows she's dead. She's not dead. She says, "Katerina Rostova is dead. Like he says, your father is dead. The, the Not the criminal. The Navy officer is dead. The criminal is alive. And so when I, it's very interesting. And I, I recommend that everybody watches the finale and then goes and watches Cape May, the Art Tax Network in Requiem again. It gives a very different understanding and then you see Katerina being a very cagey woman she was really manipulating thing and then there's something very interesting in in all this that that is happening is we tend to see Requiem as being the truth and because it was said this is the truth that was she didn't it have is, memory
0: Kate's truth
1: yes it's, she wasn't making things up.
0: It's from her point of view. Her memories are not faulty is what I, I don't yes. remember the exact phrasing, but Saron yes. said it, something that was like it. that. And and so it's not so much that it is the absolute truth. It is Kate's truth from her point of view. Exactly. Very Obi-Wan Kenobi there. You know? yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's fr- from her point of view, that is the truth. And it's very much that way. And uh, hat tip to you. You were one of the ones that helped me kind of come to terms with that with red that because i had a lot of issues with red early on and especially once we found out who tom was and in season two when we found out tom used to work for red i had issues with the fact that he was con- that he went after and and told liz that you know your husband's a horrible person he's trying you know he doesn't love you he's trying to hurt you you know and really led her to believe all that i got really upset that he was willing to say all of that when he knew that that Tom defected because he loved Liz, because he wanted mm-hmm. to be with her, and it was, he, he didn't know it then. He didn't know it when he was saying it to her, and that goes back to what I was saying about, sometimes I feel like the way Red feels about Katarina, if she's alive or dead, is playing off of his emotions on you know, on if he thinks she's alive, if she's not, you know, what what his mm. emotions are telling him. It kinda goes back to that, in which he's not one hundred percent sure, so he sways back and forth. Kind of like I, Ka- I, I just, kinda like I was saying with Kate, with, you know, some you know, I wanna protect Agnes and if that means sending Liz to prison, that means sending Liz to prison. But here's Liz sitting with me. I want to take her hand. This is the little girl that I love. You know, and you know, just that emotional upheaval that these people are in the middle of, and that Red has found himself in since reintroducing himself into Liz's life. He has taken himself out of the strictly business. You mm-hmm. see, so many of these people, Red and Tom are both very similar in this ma- in this fashion. When it's just business, they are on the top of their game. They can do anything and they can get away with anything and they you know they they are you don't cross these men but when it's emotional that's when they start making mistakes when they get blindsided when they you know they they get emotionally involved to the extent where they just go gung-ho at something that this is my child this is my wife this is someone I care about that I love and the emotions take over and it, it while they don't always falter on it it makes them susceptible too faulty reasoning mm-hmm. where they wouldn't have been at any other time um I, I have a
1: couple of things to say about Kate what did you think about that scene with the eye
0: okay the roomie and I have a joke, is why is it always got to be about the eyeballs because both of us are super squeamish over eyeballs being taken I think everybody is too squeamish about that it's a good thing to be squeamish about. Stop plucking yeah. people's eyeballs out of their faces, guys. You know. <laughs> and, and Katie's like, good news, you're gonna live. <laughs> Bad news is your debt perception will never be the same. It's like, it's like as soon as she said that, we're like, damn it. <laughs>
1: As soon as they took him, and he had been doing the eye thing, I'm said, "Oh boy, no, oh no, no, well, no." Well, she no. she
0: had she had a blanket that she was curled up with. She threw it over her face, and she was like, "Tell me when it's done." I'm like, "Why do I have to watch it?" She's like, "Cause I know you are." <laughs> it's the bad Karik. You can't look away from, and he kept turning towards the camera with it. going, in my eye, and I'm like, "We know, honey. Turn away." <laughs> go okay it's good no it's not go back go back put the put the blanket back over
1: <laughs> oh, oh it was that, horrible. that was
0: but that was uh,
1: an interesting I, interesting I did find the
0: wording interesting because Liz is discussing Kate and discussing who she is and what she's been doing and she's talking about the surgical precision in which she's been dismantling Red's yeah. empire yeah. in which she's got the scalpel out and you're like okay <laughs> here we go eyeballs freaking eyeballs yeah. It was so um, funny. The, the roomie goes, I will never have an optic scanner. I will never be part of it. No one will ever take my eye. <laughs> now,
1: the, the, another interesting thing with, with Kate is, do you remember that one of the bodies they dig out is Newton Phillips? Yeah. Now, Newton Phillips was killed because he was compromised by the cabal. The Cabal got him to get him information on Red, so that they could plan the um, incursion. So, does this mean that Gale is involved with the Cabal? That he's being a puppet of the Cabal? Because I, he we, said we, that these are people that. that they try to to turn. And we know we know about about um, I mean Macotanita. They, so, I wonder how many of these people really were against Red in in
0: turning. I, I think that – now, not all of them, I don't think, that he thought were, were people that they were trying to turn. Um, I think that if Gale is linked to the cabal at all, it's not intentionally. It's very much like Wrestler in Season 3 where he was – Manipulated. Yeah, where, where he was just following orders. And I, I could see Gale having gotten put together with a cabal member who is – a very well respected FBI agent, you know, who is basically giving him leeway to go on this witch mm-hmm. hunt, and
1: mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I meant.
0: Yeah, yeah, and is being manipulated by it, and he's so gung ho on getting to Reddington that he doesn't realize anything's going wrong. And if you don't, I mean, honestly, like if I were to work for the FBI and someone, you know, it, I wouldn't just automatically assume there was some big conspiracy. You know, I mean, most people wouldn't in reality, and. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, you know, I. Well, I would. But... I was gonna say, I'm a writer. I, I have a hard time saying. If I was not a writer, I would not
1: okay, automatically. Okay, Now no, I get it. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like as a writer, I think there's a conspiracy everywhere. But then I have to remind myself, it's not television. It's not. A, it's not a novel. This is reality. <laughs> and then I have trouble coming back from it. Um. Anyway, but I, I, most normal people, I don't think, see conspiracies everywhere they go. So I don't think that the cabal is something. Now kitchen. Commented on it on national television when Liz first got released, and so Mm -hmm. the the cabal is out there, but that doesn't mean that Gail would automatically go. Oh, assume that. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're
1: you're involved with that
0: exactly. And so I could definitely see where there'd be a situation. Be a great segue to bring him back in because I don't think the cabal's done. I think the cabal's the big bad.
1: Oh, yeah, they're they're they're. I I. That is important. Remind me of that later.
0: Oh my gosh. You guys can't see it, but Tessa's face, what it just did. <laughs> she reminded me a little bit of Gail right there. <laughs> yeah, I need a little break.
1: <laughs> At least I'm not wearing plaid.
0: Uh hey, hey. I was wearing plaid last week for anybody that <laughs> Tessa didn't trust the word I said last week when we recorded. <laughs> I'm not wearing plaid this week no she
1: is not she's trustworthy this week and there's no plot in that room that i can see so it's it's and they're talking about plot i knew abe was in it because he had been they've been plotting that office ever before uh be when red first goes in there about needing money and talking to liz about about the harem there was plot there and there was a lot of it and i'm like That can't be just the accountant. That can't be just Zach mole. Because after Zach mole is dead, there's still blood all over. I'm like, yeah,
0: you're you're in it. No, I mean, this guy, I mean, he's sitting there. It's so funny because it's very red talking about how he was skimming $1,000 off of him to pay for his mistress. And he didn't care because he was a wizard. I mean, it was basically like a bonus that, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's just so red. But I'm sitting there looking at this guy and I'm like, you've got a wife and a mistress? Really?
1: Yeah, well, so he was and he was going, you know, oh. like but I knew I mean I knew that he was that he was in it. And then I, I also started, you know, as I was rewatching more and more things, I I found more and more plot all over. Oh my god, there's so many things in this series that is nothing like, like what. But this kind of set I I am writing my theory about the symbol of plot in The Blacklist.
0: For for anybody that hasn't been tuning in into us for a while, Tessa's obsessed with plaid. <laughs> she's <laughs> she's obsessed with the idea of plaid. It, it, it's not a it's not an invalid obsession because like as soon as she brought this to the forefront, I started watching. And I'm like, she's not wrong. Everybody that wears plaid, there's something not quite right around them. Either they're lying, someone else is lying around them, something. And so it, it to the extent that in her birthday the the edit that i made for her birthday she got a whole her box plan. of plaid <laughs> there
1: was plaid in it yeah and and there is water everywhere in this episode you know they meet by the water they meet by the mm-hmm. bridge they she falls in the water uh, the, there's an island i'm i'm starting to get so many shades of the tempest here you know the magic island with a key and you know it's like you're protected so no extradition i guess that would be like having ariel and the in in the spirits protecting the island i mean that's a you know non magical way of doing it nowadays um okay. so I,
0: it's like magic
1: yeah the two rabbits i love magic <laughs> it comes brimly with two rabbits you know you you don't get any more of that and you're gonna squeeze it out of somebody oh that was
0: beautiful Sorry, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at my notes because I have Brimley in my notes and it kept automa- uh, uh, auto-correcting it to Bromley and I'm like, no, mm-hmm. Brimley! <laughs> oh, okay. So, I, I, we're kind of already shifted into Red because, I mean, Red mm-hmm. and Liz, they're all so this deeply is, connected. This is
1: all a mashup because they're It so... really is. Sorry,
0: guys. I, yep. We've gotten so much better about being more succinct, but there's really no way to be succinct with these three. They not were not so when I to be
1: so written by these guys.
0: No, they were so intertwined. It's great. It's great that way, but I I found it very interesting. And John uh, John Bokenkamp made a comment in I think it was an EW um uh, article that he wrote, talking about how they they have really broken apart Red's empire. And he was talking about I, I think he mentioned Brimley leaving and baz dying and, and everything that's happened i mean he has no money left all he's got is that that um properties i'm sure he has well, well, he's yeah, no 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 liquid oh yeah. who is it he told liz i loved that phrasing <laughs> you're broke i hate the term broke i prefer illiquid <laughs> I was like, oh, Red. He's such a wordsmith, and I love him for it. it he is, oh, I just, I wanted to hug him on that. That was oh. such an
1: acceptance. It was such an elegant way of saying, of accepting what she was saying. Yeah. Without really saying, yeah, your father and taking it right into soap opera oh,
0: territory. Yeah, oh, but which it would was have been so Red. Awful. It was so Red, the way he handled it. Just, ugh, you know. <laughs> because he he typically does not on the big things i i've noticed i'm i'm starting my my slow go through the entire series I've noticed small things that he lies to her about i mean we, we've seen things there was something i noticed um oh uh on um the Courier, no not the career um the second episode in uh the freelancer freelancer thank you um he he t- he says. He tells her that he has the antidote. And Mm -hmm. then a couple scenes later, he goes, There was no antidote, Liz. Or, you know, Elizabeth, Mm -hmm. Lizzie, Agent Keene, whatever he calls her. She was
1: Lizzie then. She hadn't. It's it's been a very slow transition into a grown woman instead of the four year old.
0: Mm -hmm. I noticed that Tom doesn't call her Lizzie anymore either. I thought that was an interesting switch. When they got back together, it's still babe, but it's not. He's called her Lizzie once. Mm-hmm. And that's very interesting. I don't know what to make of that.
1: I think they're they're in a different... Um, I think that when he started seeing it was, you know, Lizzie. This is Lissy and protect Lizzie. And she mm-hmm. became Lissy, a protective... I a, a, a think to be protected, a child to be protected. It was not a relationship of equal. So I think in a way she was more like childish to him. And now is, you know, it's protect Lizzie, the it's a innocence. woman. the
0: Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yep, there you go. Wow, thank you. You just helped me on a character development thing. So. Wow. See, I'm learning from you. <laughs> Maybe I'll eventually learn theory. Who knows? <laughs>
1: oh, I think you're pretty good.
0: Um. Um. So, but no, uh, Um. But but it's interesting that the they're they're tearing it down so much. But Brimley leaving, it, it was very much. It was the beginning of that episode bringing Brimley in. And it was kind of like this, no, not Brimley, but Brimley's been there for ages. You know, it's like... 19 he'd... years. Yeah. And so, I mean, but the... we've talked about before how Red just instills this loyalty with this. Mm-hmm. And he does. He very much instills loyalty, and it's, it's well-earned for the most part. He he knows these people. He cares about these people. I think Liz was wrong in season 1 where she said that he was a loner that, you know, he he really had no friends. I think he does have friends. Um hmm. he knows them incredibly well, they just don't know him nearly as well.
1: Yeah. I was going to say exactly that. And I
0: I think that's where where the difference is. It's not I think they know pieces of him, but they don't know everything. There are very few people that know everything. And Dembe, I think Dembe really is the only one because Dembe was the one that went with him to Dom's. Yeah. And and Dembe was the one that led Aram to Dom when he went there. So And he said that Kate doesn't know about Dom. So I think Dembe is the only one that knows about Dom.
1: Yeah, and I'm not even sure that he knows everything.
0: No, I'm probably not. But but I think that Dimbey is the only one. So can you imagine if he actually had killed Dimbey? Because you know that Dimbey thought that it was a possibility after Kate. Yes. And, I mean, that's why he was running. That's why he wanted the proof. And so I just – it breaks my I, – I was terrified they were going to do it. Because I know that James stopped Dimbey's death in Season 1 and ends with and I'm forever grateful to the man for it. Mm. But I, I would just be terrified if there were some, like – because honestly, if he did kill, I, I could see a situation in which he did kill Dimbey, you know, to to in which it would affect the story in a certain way and take him down a certain path. That it would be great for the writing, but it would just kill me. <laughs> like mm. I'm not, I'm so glad they didn't go down that route. But Br-
1: Brimley was a very good choice to to show this a lie because yeah. he, Dem- Brimley does it respectfully. He doesn't do it like, you know, Abe or something. He just says, listen, I just wanted to tell you this face to face. Yeah,
0: exactly. He comes to him to his face. He says, here's the stuff you need. But this is the reason why it was a life or death situation for him, that his health Mm -hmm. could not take another round of prison. How
1: about Don Julio?
0: That was interesting, I and mean, we haven't met him yet. Um, no. I liked him. I kind of wish we'd get more of him.
1: <laughs> yeah, Does that was. Interesting? It was a. It was a very, very intriguing because this is a man who, who basically is like when he says, "I never seen you to be to be abrupt."
0: Yeah, and he was it, very, very abrupt.
1: Yeah. Uh, it was. You know, there was. There was. You could tell that how much of the respect Red has. Is comes to the fear and in, in the infallibility that he has mm-hmm. and how this Kate has cost him more than the money that he can make. Respect. What Cooper says, where do we go to restore reputations? Where is Red going to go to restore the reputation of a criminal that Kate doesn't know why he needs it? I love Kate that line assuming. so much. Yeah, because it's like there. are and we've, we've seen this. Where do we go for this? I mean, he already had his reputation damaged. He already was suspected of things. Uh, Ressa was, was chasing this. Their reputation had been taking so many hits. Yeah. And, and where does Red go? Because a, a lot of this thing with, with Kaplan, I think, is because Kate doesn't know some key elements. In and, and my opinion, what Kate doesn't know is who is Katerina? Because she has no idea of Dom. And Dom is a close-guarded secret. So whoever Dom leads to who Katerina is really. Yeah,
0: it'll be interesting.
1: Yeah. I, and, and, and,
0: and I don't think Dom's story is over either.
1: Oh, no, I think we're getting more but of I, it. But
0: I was very happy because there was this... And I don't say terrible little theory like to diminish anybody's theory. But I say it in which... I just hoped it wasn't right. <laughs> it was one of those, like, every once in a while you come across a theory, you're like, I hope you're wrong. <laughs> you know, I can't handle that. My heart can't take it. In which Dom was a figment of Red's memories, like Katarina mm-hmm. was. Oh, I thought that. Yeah. I mean, it was a It very, was my theory. Yeah. No, there was someone else that said it as well that, that we, we talked about it in a private conversation. Um, but, um, anyway we discussed it at one point and i said i really hope you're wrong i said i i need for dom and that relationship to be real and she said oh me too you know we discussed it and we were like but it's a possibility and that's scary because i don't think anybody else saw dom you know really only red saw him and then we went back and forth and i I had about decided that dom was probably real because you did see dom by himself and which was definitely a, a good thing, a, a good because you never saw Katerina by herself in in Cape May,
1: and um, no, in fact, they have a brilliant scene. I I haven't really noticed it as well as this time that I rewatch after, in which Red is having dinner and they put the camera and she he's sitting alone at the table and then they kind of move the camera and you see that she's sitting there and you think, oh, she was just. Uh, Obscured by the by the column that is in front of her. No, she he was alone, and they show you that. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. Oh, they and, and that's what I was gonna say earlier was that they have uh, in the, the about the Don Julio. We were talking about how mm-hmm. much we liked him coming in. Yeah. These writers have such a great way of coming at. They'll introduce a new character and make it like you've known them for four seasons. You mm-hmm. get five minutes of them, and it's like you've known them. You, mm-hmm. I had, i never questioned for a moment that Red had a long history with that man and knew him and his wife and everything about him well. And he did think the same about thing with Stratos. Hmm? Yeah. Oh, oh my! My statement was, you know, that recently after being poisoned, I wouldn't down an, uh, an open bottle of wine like that. <laughs> Pour it into my glass and down it. <laughs> but yeah, I did notice that he poured it full, and then just. Yeah downed it i'm just going oh red sweetie it's been a stressful day and mm-hmm. i love that comment he made when he, he's in the back room there and he goes "Have you ever had one of those days where mm-hmm. nothing goes your way and people keep giving you the runaround i'm having one of those mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he threatens to run him over with a porsche <laughs> yeah. and,
1: and, and i think it brought uh, this episode has also something very interesting with dixon the character that that of the of the thief yeah Um, because I mean, in this, this was also a lot of parallels that we saw in this episode. You know, we got Dixon going into a secret government facility to obtain the immunity agreement. And we have Cooper going into a more or less secret, uh, facility getting a 30 year old record. Yeah. And the shirt. So it it was, it was full of little interesting parallels, um, But Dixon was interesting in that he got. I mean, Red did whatever he had to do to get the answer from Dixon.
0: I was, I honestly, I was really happy he killed Dixon. Like, I know that sounds terrible. (laughs) But, like, the moment he, like, he pulled him forward and started shooting him, and I went, good man. This mm-hmm. is what I've come to expect from Raymond Reddington, and you have made me proud. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I, I really liked how that played out, how well he played I and mean, he played him like a fiddle. He just, every step of the way, it was very well done, and kudos to Reddington. obviously. Yeah. Oh. I mean, as always, James played it perfectly, so.
1: And Katharina had become as ruthless and criminal as Red, because she's there. I mean, at least it's generally spared innocent people. Kate was killing people who whose only crime was to be there or to yeah. be doing their job.
0: Yeah. Or, or sending people to kill them. Uh, Red says that he avoids, the, that he's never killed anybody that was innocent. Yeah. I think that's up for he, debate. He
1: defines innocence in a very broad way. He
0: does, and it's also probably not defining what his actions, the, the ripple effect has caused because mm. other people have died because of, you know, various things. Um, So, but regardless, I mean, I understand what he's saying, and to a degree, you almost, if you're going to be in that situation, you've almost got to have that, you know, every villain is a hero in his own mind sort of thing. You've got to have a way to justify it. And so he does some truly terrible things, and he's got a good purpose for it. I mean, he does it because he's trying to protect Liz. But he really does do some terrible things, and he's got to find a way to justify doing that. And mm-hmm. so that's how he does it. And, you know, I, I, in this world, it's a very gray world, so, you know, for the most part, I don't hold it against him. Sam I hold against him. Sam I will never forgive him for. I love Red. I will never forgive him for Sam, though.
1: I get it. I think oh, I, because I, I I always saw in that in that in that um, kill there was a little nod. It no. was to me. See, you see to the me, nod? I
0: do not see the nod. I just
1: I well, you know what reminded me of the scene with Gregory DeVry?
0: It did not for me. There there was no. no yeah, you may call it a mercy killing. I did not. I I did, I did not see, it. see. I did not see it because I've gone back and specifically looked. When we first met, you were like, "Go look for the nod," and I'm like, "Okay." I went, and I looked, I looked multiple times. I see no nod. I, I don't see a nod that says, yes, you may smother me and take my life away from me before I can say goodbye to my daughter. Yeah, do it. No, I don't see that. I see red going. You have a, you're about to spill my secret. It's what do you, what do you think about
1: people saying about Dom? Like, Oh, he's lying to Dom because you know, he, he, oh, he could have just told, well, uh, it I tell have, him I
0: have, fearing opinions of it because I obviously he did not lie to him he thought Liz was dead I mean he didn't go in there lying to him he went in to respectfully tell him his grandfather was or his grandfather his granddaughter was dead he was he was showing the utmost respect he could for Dom when he told him your granddaughter is is gone why he didn't get back and tell him that that Liz was actually alive why two
1: episodes is all that he had
0: Uh, I was going to say it could have been a time issue because even though he thought Kate was dead, he's still been fighting an unseen enemy. And so he's been going back and forth and doing things. And so I could see him going, I need to go do this and just not having the time. He's been running like crazy by the harem, he's
1: already under under attack.
0: Yeah, it just it's. I don't think it was a spiteful thing that he did or a mean thing. I do love Dom's reaction because like that face he made. My first reaction was, "Oh my gosh, she's about to give the man a heart attack." And then they're mm-hmm. walking in the door. Dom, breathe. You're giving yourself a heart attack. <laughs> and I was like, see. <laughs> but I just I loved that comment about. Why would you care? You can't care about anybody but yourself because Red does appear that way very mm-hmm. often. And sometimes I agree, sometimes I disagree, sometimes I think that it's just his... I, I think that Red's good good intentions are layered under multiple, multiple layers that look like self-indulgence. Yeah, I
1: think that that, that selfishness is one of the main... Conduits that Red uses to hide his true intentions and his true uh, motivations.
0: But I do think there's some selfishness there because he couldn't stay away from her. I I do think there is some selfishness there. I don't. I I think that he had the best of intentions coming to her. I think he continues to have the best of intentions trying to protect her. I I think Red's heart has always been in the right place. Whether whether he has made good decisions depends on the situation. Mm. Um, and it's a whole lot easier for me as a viewer to make that judgment than it is for Raymond Reddington, who is living that in this world. Mm-hmm. And it's I, like I, I completely acknowledge that that I have the third person point of view here. The, I mean, <laughs> what, what
1: it's do a whole you lot think easier. about Red calling her Masha? This is the first time. That he has actually used Masha in in the previous time he's with with uh, Dom he doesn't even he doesn't mention the name Liz or
0: Masha does he not Okay, it's interesting. No, I couldn't not remember. at all. Um, I did think that was interesting. I thought it was for Dom because Dom knows her as Masha, and so I, I really thought it was for Dom. But he did continue to repeat Masha 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 over and over again. And sounds like the Brady Bunch there, Marsha. <laughs> I
1: I think that in that in that in that moment it got me back to, to the night of the fire and we've been always very confused with the night of the fire, imagining that this man, who has her, has to be red because he calls her Lizzie, but what if they just keep going with the name Lizzie because she was used to it? But what if Red calls her Masha? We just don't know.
0: I don't, I, I think it's a very select few people that call her Lizzie. I think there have been three people in her, because she's very particular about the name Lizzie. Oh,
1: Liz, I don't mean Lizzie. Lizzie as in Lizzie as in oh, Liz, okay. uh, Just Liz, Elizabeth instead of Masha. I
0: I don't, I don't agree with that. I think that, I, I think that Red has always called her, called her Lizzie. I think that's a thing.
1: Okay, my theory? Mm-hmm. We're doing crazy. Uh, is um, that he? They agreed to call her Elizabeth, and never Masha. And now that is everything is out, and he's about to ask Dom that if he doesn't come back to find her and get her, he's finally been able to call her by her name. Now that he's out that she's his daughter, it's like okay.
0: I I always got the impression that, and it's something I've run with with in, in my fan fiction that. When she was born, Red believed that he was her father. Katerina was married to Constantine. Constantine and Katerina together named her Masha. Red wanted to name her Elizabeth. And when Katerina went with what her husband said versus what Red said, the father of the child, you know... It, mm-hmm. it was kind of a burn. It was it was a deep burn that that he never really let go of.
1: That had been my opinion for a longest time,
0: and that's that that's kind of how I feel about it. I mean, unless I'm probably gonna hold on to that unless I see something that just breaks that theory apart. Um,
1: I I used to think that that was my fear before, and this time when he said Masha, I'm like okay.
0: But and it could just be that she's becoming more like Katarina now. No. Um, was it interesting to you that Liz acknowledged the certainty of the ties with Red? She's gotten to the point. I I think she knew at the beginning. Like she knew all through these ep- th- these two episodes that cuz she walks in and, and you're expecting her to continue to be really angry over the fact that Red kidnapped her.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: and and she is, but it's kind of this I could be angry and put it off, but it's still going to, it's like she's finally come to terms with, yes, I could be angry and shove him out for a while, but all it's going to do is push off the inevitable when he comes back around and I give. And so let's just bypass all of that and go back to helping him.
1: I think by then, I think ever since they, she came back with that test with Rostov, it's been like, I mean, she doesn't know of a third man. So for her, it's like, okay, well, um, if this one is not the father, I guess that one yeah. is. She,
0: she's always suspected. And and so, yeah, I, I, I do agree with that. And I, I think that she's willing to forgive a lot for that, including that horrible mistake of his in that episode. <laughs> I'm still still a little frustrated with him over that. It's like, mm. you know better, Red. You're smarter than this. <laughs> Um, but it, it was interesting to hear her say, cause I mean, Cooper was even like, are you kidding me? He just kidnapped you. And she's like, yeah, I know our fates are tied to his mm-hmm. and it was kind of a continual thing. It's, it's like, it's fated to her. It's, it's not just, it's not just an if and then it's, it's deeper than that. It's fate. To her because mm-hmm. it's it's blood ties and it's family and it's I, I I think that it just hit her very deeply where this is going mm-hmm
1: she's been she's been coming slowly into into that realization and I think it's, it's also gone to to Tom with what the things that he had found out about his own childhood and his mm-hmm. old parents and i think at this point she's past trying to get the picket fence for agnes and i think that by yeah. now she she's she's coming to this realization i am the daughter of spies and criminals he is the son of spies and criminals our little little angel it's going to be a spy and a criminal or yeah. you know or choose to do something good with it but that that is there and is i think that that is a very excellent Monologue that he gave about, you know, she's not Masha anymore. Without any input from Red, she became Elizabeth Kin. And it's interesting that of all the people that Katerina could choose, she chose a criminal.
0: I I did like the, those lines that that Red gave to Kat, uh, gave to Kate mm-hmm. when he was talking about Liz's choice of study, a field of mm-hmm. study you know, with, with little to no input from him, she chose to study the criminal mind. That was brilliant. Mm-hmm. It really was. Because it really is her. That we, We've talked about multiple times that she really wore a mask in season one. She and Tom both wore these masks in their first marriage in which he was the, you know, doe-eyed school teacher, mm-hmm. She was the Innocent, wide-eyed FBI agent. They really doing things by the book. Yeah, and, and it really was an act, and that's what Liz. They were says. both undercover. Yeah, and that's what Liz says to Red. She said, "You were afraid I was going to be like you. Well, you know what? I am like you. It came easy to me. You know, were you testing me to see if it came easy? It did, and I loved that. I, I because you and I have talked so many times about she is not this little. Innocent thing needs Yeah, damsel in distress, you know, just needs her white knight. No, she is a badass, deep in the gray character who, the moment she's, she's coming to terms with who she is, and she can do great things. She can do bad things for for very good causes. And she's gonna be amazing when she hits her peak with that and she's moving towards it. And she's, mm-hmm. it's what makes her so, so good at her job.
1: Mm-hmm. To catch one, you have to become one. You, to, to catch monster, mm-hmm. you need to be a monster. Mm-hmm. And and I think that, that the realization when they all try all to stop protecting the kids, is like the kids are like them. Yeah. The, instead, you know, they they would be better off, and that's the choice that Tom and and Liz made. Is we're going to keep Agnes with us, and we're going to make her. We're going to just raise her as who she is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They they don't need to raise this little angel. I mean, let her be a kid as long as she can be, but. She's going to be raised with them, with her parents, mm-hmm. with the pa- parents that love her, parents that want to raise her correctly, you know, and do do as best as they can for her. But that doesn't mean they're not going to teach her self-defense. It doesn't mean that she's not going to learn to get, shoot a gun pretty early, that she's not going to mm-hmm. learn how to manipulate and to work Tom, things. Stu, yeah, exactly. The undercaller. The I mean, but guess what? I mean these two people that are trying to be better, that, that are trying to be you mean, know, that that are balanced out in the gray and honestly the, the balance there is better almost than these people that are trying to be so so good. Because they're never gonna reach that. And they like wrestler has been doing, they're gonna keep rubber banding back and swaying back and forth.
1: Especially when they're in that world. I mean if you're yeah. if you're in a regular world you probably can't manage quite well to be the black and white. But when people move in, in the, exactly. the spheres it's people move, That that's just not an option. And, you know, even even Liz, you know, they sent her with this grifter if, in Nebraska mm-hmm. and she ended up being just a badass criminal, just yep. the same. So. How about the parallel of the burning of her passwords? exactly where
0: I was going. <laughs>
1: that was I saw that scene and I'm like oh my god
0: he's burning them and so I mean it it was just so parallel to Tom it really was with with season 2 and and it it was part of the passports just like Tom you know the ones that that mm-hmm. were done that, that Kate had had done in those eyes, were the ones yeah. that Bud had done in People that they trusted, people that they loved, people that eh, they—well, I don't know about loving Bud, but you know, as as well as he he did in his way, in in a way, in a way, it's there was a a lot of hurt when he says, "Yeah, you
1: raised me. I'm not just another." It's yeah,
0: it's yeah, Um, it's a warped love. The, mm-hmm. that he had for Bud um, because he didn't have any foundation to understand how to love somebody um, but um, but yeah I loved that parallel when it came about I just it made me so mm-hmm. happy
1: Did, did you we, we, we covered Dom but we didn't cover this and I was interested in covering it is uh-huh. that Kirk doesn't know about Dom either and if you think about it, like it Dom too. doesn't even refer to the supposed husband of Her daughter never even says, hey, have you left her alone and keep it in your pants? Uh, They wouldn't have had this problem. (laughs) No, there is zero. I mean, they, so that is, which lets me to believe that Katerina is anything but a KGB agent. In fact, one of the, there was a very interesting tweet about, you know, some things about that that uh, Cerrone addressed. And one of those is, who is the man that she kills? You know that the Russian Ichikils. It says is is just a um a um, what is the word? I just want to see so I can say um random adversary.
0: So adversary. Ra- it was a Russian ab- uh, adversary. Uh,
1: no, but the, his answer is random adversary. Who was, was the it? Russian man, Katerina Kill, and he answered himself, random adversary. Main purpose was to reveal that Kate to Kate that Katerina was a spy. Now that's a Russian Soviet intelligence guy. And she describes him as a adversary. So that is getting my theory that Katerina was really not a KGB agent. Right there. I don't know. So I did another little mystery dance. We'll see. Uh I think we covered bath death uh, that is I Ugh. just hope they don't do that but I think they do Well will. John
0: John's made it pretty clear I mean mm-hmm. unless he just decides to go back on it I mean it's I I do hope what they do if unless they decide to go back on it which I'm okay with you know hey if you guys want to Go back on what you said in the, the article, we're okay with that. If that means Baz coming back. Um, <laughs> but I, I hope they give him a funeral or something. I I really need some sort of closure for Baz. Instead of just hey look, he's bleeding out the street. We don't know what happened to him. I just mm-hmm. I feel like he's too much of a fan favorite to do that too. He needs He was in the, in the video for, for Agnes. Yeah. I mean, come on guys. I just I desperately need something
1: how about bringing him back
0: yeah he's, i'm better, with, a that. Cool I'm better yeah, with that character yeah he's a
1: cool character you know,
0: i think that that feels less possible than at least giving us some closure mm-hmm. i just if nothing else i want some closure yeah
1: so in this episode we had basically we have covered every single symbol that we have in the blacklist we have the plats we have the waters we have the russians we have the magic music Huh? musical instruments you um, talked about that before. Yes.
0: No, there was no musical instruments. So. Um. So spe- speaking of water, <laughs> speaking of plunging to your death in water. Um. See, <laughs> um, so yeah, I can link that. That was
1: a great scene.
0: Oh, it broke my heart. But, and I always feel like I'm so hard on Red that when I when I'm proud of him, I need to give him the the major kudos. I was so, so proud of him when she's sitting there goading him into killing her. Because she's thinking, this is her last resort, you know, he's he's gonna kill her, and then Liz is gonna tell Tom, and Tom's gonna deliver the thing, and all of it's gonna work out. And he goes, but that's the thing, Kate, it was a mistake to do it the first time, I'm not gonna repeat that, and I'm just going... All oh, Red, yay, growth. I was so proud. It's I, I had kind of felt like he'd been going towards that, that he felt like it was a mistake, but he didn't want to voice it because that's just not the world he lives in. He can't voice that kind of stuff. But to hear him voice that, to hear him say, to, to be there and to be in that moment and that decision to be like, I can't and I won't. Was just beautiful. It was perfect for him. And, like, as much as I hate to see her go, I feel like at this point, we all knew Kate was going at the end of the... Mm-hmm. The,
1: yes. And
0: I, I didn't deal with a lot of feelings until after the... Well after the episode. Uh, last week, I made a, a Liz music video, and that... Mm. I, I dealt with a lot of feelings about Kate that... I had to work through. I've got a lot of conflicting feelings. <laughs> I, I, love, don't. I love Kaplan. I do. Oh, I do. I oh, really do. Like he
1: was a great character. And and there is no bigger enemy than the enemy within.
0: Yeah, and that's true. It's true. But I just, I, I dearly love her and I'm going to miss her horribly. But I also dearly love Baz. I'm going to miss him more. Oh, <laughs> I
1: think that they, we will still get some Kate, I think, uh, in, in, in backstories. I hope so. Yeah, I think so. I think that, and, and this is I remember when I went to crazy face. Well, the crazy face was this. I, I've been reading in a lot of Reddit um, uh, stories, and I've I've had a couple of people, um, in Tumblr and and nobody in Twitter really says about that there are plot holes in here. And and then what I counteracted is I listed every plot hole that there has been on since season one. And I said, they're not plot holes. You know, how Berlin came to be in possession of Tom's contract. How, How? why did Berlin believe that Red had done this to his daughter? Um, There are plot holes in in the Kirk stories. There are plot holes everywhere. And I say, they're not plot holes. These are the final threads that are left on the ground. Mm -hmm. And when it comes season, the last season, you, we're going to see how Fitch in in um, Berlin in the cabal and Rostov are all connected into one final
0: thing wait we saw in, in these episodes that you know um, yes. uh, Tanita from season one that was brought back around and that they have a habit of bringing things back around seasons later and going this is it this is how this is tying back in and you're like and some people are like, oh, well, they just did that to make, you know, because people were complaining. Well, that's how writing works. They've got these ties that they've probably got lists and lists and lists of them, of these things that they have to tie back in. Like, I know on a small scale, I work on plot points that I've got these notes that says, okay, I've gone back and reread my stuff, and I have to handle this, this, and this before the end of the, the mm-hmm. story. You know? And if I do that as a writer, you know, the. Is a third of what these people do. Then I know that they've got. And I used to not feel that way about them because I, I heard stories about how these they just kind of toss things around and this and that. And I think that they just they're very flippant with the way they they talk about it sometimes. Their writing process. I think they're very detailed. I think they are very, very oh, yeah. detailed. I, and... I'm
1: already seeing the, the those 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 little things being left right there for picking up.
0: Mm-hmm. like exactly
1: yeah i mean this is not just toss they put them down and and if possible they they manage to make very little noise there's no splash as they drop them in the water
0: yeah it's it's gonna be good i i am post- i have a
1: feeling this season five might be the last one though
0: i don't know i, I hope it, not. it gets
1: to six at the most
0: yeah i, I agree with that i just the thought of blacklist ending makes my heart hurt so badly i
1: rather want it to end when it's really strong and i hope they just yeah. wrap it in a very very strong i mean i do think that there is enough to wrap to they can get to six and six and and still be very good because they still gotta wrap out all of redemption yeah and that's gonna come back because you know that katerina and and uh, and Scotty knew one another, and you know that there is a a, a connection between Red and, and How Howard. They think yeah. so much alike. Yeah. Uh.
0: So yeah. May, maybe I I hope six seasons. I I would much prefer looking at two seasons rather than one because it just really hurts my heart to think that this show would be over. But I agree that you know wrap it wrap it while wrap it where it's supposed to be wrapped versus. Mm-hmm. Artificially extending things. Yeah. No. Never yeah. do that.
1: So, I think we have wrapped this um, this episode. Yeah. Do you have anything else?
0: I, I don't think so. I Oh, yes, I had one last thing. I do have one last thing in here. Um, Liz, and the way she switched. Oh. Um, cause she, when she walked up to, to Kate, when she was sitting by the seaside, And she says, Mr. Kaplan. She's calling her Mr. Kaplan. And as she's sitting there, she doesn't call her anything. But but as she's approached, she calls her Mr. Kaplan. In the car on their way after their talk, after she chose to go with her, she starts calling her Kate. And so I I don't know if it was a profiler manipulation tactic, you know, in which she was kind of calming her and this and that. Or if, because she talked to Cooper later, she's like, Mr. Kaplan was my nanny you know I, I, even if she doesn't remember anything about her i wonder if those feelings are there you know that this woman that played go fish with her that mm-hmm. that told her you know that that she's loved and she's wise and you know that that affirmed her that loved her that mm-hmm. that, that she loved in return i'm wondering if if nothing else, if the memories themselves in return, if those feelings did. Because she didn't pull away, and she told her. She said, you're scaring me. And I don't think it was as much... I think it was the feelings that everything she was saying brought about, that were terrifying Liz. That she no. felt drawn.
1: I think it was something else, else but yeah, I don't know. I, I think, I and I think, yes, I think that we should say, at least I should say, I thought that Megan Boone did a phenomenal job in this episode. This was really a hard one, and, and she had those beautiful scenes with Kate.
0: Yeah, they were great. She yeah, did a she, very good job.
1: And, and that beautiful scene with Red and and that was so. What I loved about about the final scene with with Red and Liz before he goes into the chase of the suitcase, the bag of bones, uh, is that in all the other times that Liz have have uh, embraced Red, it had been Red embracing her. That's not no. been but yeah, I mean, even if she if she initiated, red has been uh, the strong one. Red had been the one giving comfort.
0: I don't know. I didn't see it that way. With, no, no, with, with, uh, when, when he came back after she after Kirk had had him. I didn't no, see that. No, you're as, right. I didn't that see is, that as yes. one or the other. I saw you're that correct. as a, very much like this one, where she initiated and. Honestly, he was kind of the one leaning into it, and I very much felt like it in this one as well, but did you notice that she didn't close her eyes? I mean, he always, when he hugs her, usually both of them have their eyes closed, they're in the moment, it's, it's, Megan and James are both very good with it, they have very... She closed him at the end. But it was that look. She she was very distraught over it. And I, I think it says a lot about Liz in the place that she's at. She loves Red. She she appreciates the him as her father. The devil is her father. Yeah, I, exactly. The devil is her father. She loves her father, but that doesn't make him any less of a devil. And I think that that is a really conflicted spot for her. And I think that goes back to earlier in season four where she didn't want Tom working for Red.
1: I, I think it was it was also, in, in this, you're right, you're totally right, in that one he kind of goes into it, but in this time, it, it was a feel that he actually almost melts into her, it was, he had been so afraid, and, and, and James Spader mm-hmm. thoroughly completely mastered that scene in a beautiful way, I mean, it was so understated. The fact that they chose to have him saying nothing except "prefer a liquid," which is a way of saying, "Yes, I did all this, but I, do, please don't say. Let's just not call it broke." I mean, he's not referring to any of the real things. That is an acceptance with her being soapy that I appreciated enormously. And then the fact that he kind of like melts into this embrace and is—he was so scared.
0: I, Red I was think he so was. scared. And I think he's going to continue to be scared because he knows there are other things out there. I said, there's something big enough that he's willing to to be, you know. Because he he said at the beginning, he said knowing knowing the truth about I don't I'm not going to be verbatim on this, but basically knowing the truth about your father will put you in danger. Mm-hmm. And so, I thought it was
1: maybe because you would try to save him.
0: Yeah, you you made that post. It was brilliant. I loved it. Um, the, the talking about Kirk because of who she thought he was that she'd try to save him and maybe that's something Red's afraid of for, for their own relationship well
1: remember that this face to me was very similar to when he's sitting in the car uh, in uh, Madeline Pratt in Earl King and she says don't do not do this and you know she's like yeah but I care for you and he's like yeah great don't do
0: this yeah
1: yeah because I think he's afraid that in one time and I wonder if that is something that she did already in the night of the fire that she did something that saved him and in doing that you know she got burned or something Maybe. to make me brave hmm.
0: but I mean a four-year-old's not gonna drag her you know father out of the burning house
1: (laughs) but yeah I'm interested to learn about the fire I think that the next season I I have a feeling that the next season might be the last one I I just have that feeling and and it's so yeah
0: but don't say it don't say it (laughs) I don't want to hear it (laughs) la 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 plugging my ears
1: I think it is, uh, but but <gasps> it, it, and either way, I think that once we start picking up things, I think my, my I mean, so far, all I can say is my, vic- my theory stands. So I had to adjust a few things. Sam is not an ambassador. Sam was a grifter, so he was a criminal. Hey, you know, I'm adjusting all the time. But I mean, I so
0: far. I had to adjust a few for redemption. It's fine. That happens. I still got to make my post. I've got it sitting in my drafts of all the stuff that I had to adjust for redim- redemption. All so right, what, I... is it, what are I going to do if if
1: Carla turns out to be Katarina? Uh,
0: then I will bow to your brilliance. It's
1: <laughs> No, the scream is going to... Everybody's going to need to wear, like, ear muffles. Because the scream is going to be heard in the globe.
0: <gasps> Watch if that ended up happening, what should be the weekend I'm in D.C., or in, in D.C., in New York? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, if right.
1: that happens, I, since I'm the only one saying that, I expect the crew of the blacklist over here <laughs> my door.
0: Hey, I've called a few things. They've never come knocking on my door. <laughs> you mean that you I, I shouldn't expect them? No, I don't think so. Oh. <laughs>
1: Oh, well, I cling to my hope. Yeah, you know.
0: <laughs> they do. Just send them my way too, okay? <laughs> All right. Well, I think that about wraps us up.
1: <laughs> uh, we may do another uh, season four um, reco- um, recount of the whole season. Uh, we will let you know when this will be done. Yeah. So you can tune in. Yeah, just keep... Just... Oh, sorry. Happy, happy theorizing and happy gifting
0: yeah and and happy memorial day it's a if you're stateside then it's memorial day weekend be safe be happy enjoy your families and uh thank you to the troops that it's memorializing um and so you can catch us on soundcloud itunes and youtube as well as facebook twitter and tumblr and we love to chat and we will let you know when to expect uh, uh, the the analysis of the fourth season and of redemption. I think we we're going to kind of cover everything, so it may be a two part. Yeah,
1: yeah, maybe that would be a two parter of the whole uh, season. Which, the, the
0: which yeah. was basically just a very long season four.
1: Yes, yeah. I'm gonna miss it.
0: Oh god, redemption. And with that, all right, see you the next time. Yeah, all right, Bye-bye. bye
1: bye. Bye.